making move, Javante Davis. Living young, got room for patience. This a dope podcast. It ain't drugs when we move the bases. Houston, we got a problem. Taking off like the Rockets. This a three man weed coming at you with topics. Mr. the Henny with logic. Baby, showtime's back. You slow, catch up. You run a 4 now flat. It's imperative. Transitioning from changing the narrative. You can catch this wave from the Marlins to the Mariners. Doing things you can't believe. It's the three man we Come at you with topics. No, you cannot stop it. Doing things you can't believe. It's the three man we Come at you with topics. No, you cannot stop it. Baby, baby. I'm gonna go ahead and intro intro on this one because you know what this is this this is this is right up my alley. You know we doing yeah. we doing we doing our divisional uh, roundup and it, it's only right that you know AJ Mr. Red Cub repping you know the Bengals gives uh-huh. you this intro. You know we will be doing the AFC North. We'll be mm-hmm. doing the AFC a little, AFC East a little bit later, but it's only right we do the AFC North first. And so we have a great show lined up. So. You know, as always, I got my guys with me. Can y'all please introduce yourself to the people? Let them know who you are. Okay. It's your boy B. Cannon, Washington fan extraordinaire, here to cut the cap, and that's a fact. It looked like I'm glitching, but hey, it ain't my episode anyway. It's the AFC North. We got some special things happening for y'all, so without further ado, who else we got? Y'all already know who it is, your boy Hill. Hill go Hill regardless, baby. Let's get it. Am I good? Yeah, you good. You good. Let them know where they can find you. Oh, my fault. Uh, You know, y'all can catch us on all major podcast platforms, 3-Man Weave, Instagram, Twitter, 3-Man Weave, underscore. You can email us at podcast.3.man.weave at gmail.com. Also, we on Twitch and TikTok, 3-Man Weave, underscore. Hey, AFC North. Let's Let's get get it. it. So we got some special guests here with us tonight, man. So we gonna we gonna intro them, uh, and then we are gonna get this started. You know how it go. But first off, we got we got our guys in the building. You know we we got Hakeem Cannon in the building, mm-hmm. and of course we got our guys from the Brew Party in the building joining mm-hmm. us. So this is definitely gonna be fun. And of course, you know we got Eric. We got Eric pulling up on us. And our guy, yeah. Mark Jackson, he in the building. <laughs> of course, of course, Ro. You know, can can we can we have a show without Ro in the building? We cannot Not really. have a show without Ro. A- absolutely, absolutely. So we go we gonna get into it. First off, you know, representing the Schittsburgh Squealers. I mean, <laughs> the the representing the Pittsburgh, uh, representing them. Still we got Terrible our guy. Yeah, no, come on, man. Come on, man. Our guy, yeah. Marcus Paul. Come on, man. Take over. All right, all right, all right. Yo, 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 what's going on? What's, we what's going on? Yeah, what's going on? Okay. You know, you know I, I still got love for you. I still got some love for you, but that's it. You so, know I got to show love. Absolutely, absolutely. So we also have our guy. You know, he, he, he was so, you know, Gracious to join us. We appreciate him for, you know, for putting up with us and, and pulling up to the Three Man Weave podcast one time. So we got our guy, Nick Padone, joining us. What's going on, Nick? What's up, guys from Cleveland? Glad to, glad to be rapping on the Three Man Weave tonight. Absolutely. Welcome. Absolutely. Glad to have you. Glad to have you. All the way from Cleveland. Come on now. Yeah. This is for you. The, <laughs> the mistake Please by the land. <laughs> the mistake by the lake. Hey, farmer. Okay, first off, we we go, we gonna jump to you. Let everybody know where they can find you, man. Hey, man. This is M Farmer. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at do the math d u d a underscore m a f. I'm on. I'm, I don't have any podcast to shout say. out. You know what I'm saying? So it's just me. I'm here to represent the six time Super Bowl Steelers. I mean, I don't think the AFC North has six together, but you know that's another conversation. Oh. Hey. <laughs> early, Nick, Nick, go ahead. <laughs> yeah, you can follow me on Twitter at Nick Padone twelve on IG at Nick Padone. I'm the host of Padone My Take on the Big Play Network, so a whole lot of Browns talk and Cleveland sports on there. Okay, all right, 
And then our third and final guest, he just joined us. Just in time. It's, 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 it's our guy, Kevin Ostriker from the Locked On Ravens podcast. Kevin, what's going on, man? Finally, I fixed I fixed everything. The light is on. I'm not I'm not in a crazy dark room anymore. So I think that's a good thing. But I'm doing great, guys. Thanks for having me. What's Absolutely. going on? What's going on, Kev? Kevin, let everybody know where they can find you, man. Yeah, so I am on Twitter. My personal account is at chaosstriker34 and i also host and produce the show locked on ravens that's five days a week that twitter handles at locked on ravens that's anywhere apple Podcasts, google spotify i also am the managing editor for the ravens wire for usa today so my work is over there written content seven days a week over there so i pretty much live and breathe ravens football right now well, i appreciate, go, appreciate your time sir appreciate your time sir now look Absolutely. i'm gonna start I'm gonna start off spicy. Y'all already been starting off spicy. I know we, you know, we trying to take little baby steps, but I remember that AJ said in a couple um, episodes a while ago. He said that, and I'm going to loosely quote him: "Big Ben will be the worst quarterback in this division this season." Do y'all agree? Yeah. You want me to answer that? No, let, let, let everybody else go first. Yeah, Nick, you, you Nick, go last. You go last. Nick, <laughs> Nick already jumped in and said an emphatic yeah. Kevin, how do you feel? Yeah, I, I, I think yes, and I, I don't want to discredit everything he's done, but we're looking at now. We're looking at the present, and you have you know Heisman winners, and you have young quarterbacks who I think are going to continue to ascend, continue to take leaps. Everybody has the weapons now. I think all four quarterbacks have really nice weapons, but I just think with the way that Pittsburgh's offense is it's on the downtrend. I'm not saying it's going to be terrible. I think people are looking at Pittsburgh and saying they're going to be a two win team or a four win team. That's not how it's going to be. They're still going to be competitive. I just think we're going to see more ascensions from Baltimore in their past game. Cleveland is, is Cleveland with their weapons and Cincinnati, I think is also going to be there too. Okay, Nick. Yeah. I'm, I mean, I'm going last on this one. Yeah, I mean, I'm on board with them. You know what I mean? I, I think that all the young quarterbacks are showing what they were what they were able to do last season, and the Browns, especially, you know, kind of put the Steelers out of their misery there at the end. They had the you know troublesome game against Washington, and then some really tough stretches of bad football where Ben looked like he was the worst quarterback in the division last year, and that's what was a division with Ryan Finley as a starting quarterback for the last couple of games. So I look, I look at this division and just a lot of young talent and big Ben is the outlier. And maybe that's not, you know, such a bad thing for the long term because you guys have a couple good, you know, young, just flyer dudes over there in Pittsburgh. You have Dwayne Haskins, who's, you know, from Ohio Buckeye kid, you know, we, we followed him closely here during his time at Ohio state. So Maybe that could pan out. If not, maybe Mason Rudolph. But Big Ben for this year, not it. Everybody told me I was hating. Yeah. I, so, AJ, explain your statement. The reason why I explain my statement is because I just looked around the division, saw what the rest of the division had, and I also took into account how everyone talked about the Bengals last season with our offensive line. It's almost like the – Pittsburgh Steelers decided to take a page out of the Bengals book and not do anything with their offensive line. You have an aging quarterback. This ain't this ain't old Big Ben. This ain't Big Ben who's going to be in the in the pocket, you know, breaking tackles and you know making plays on the move. Even though he wasn't like a great runner, but he was strong and he was going to break tackles. So he's back there. He's a statue now, and he's always fucking hurt. So you can't tell me that putting him behind that. What you do in the draft is go and get a first round running back when a lot of Running backs are only as good as their offensive line. You can't tell me you put that patchwork together, patchwork offensive line together, and just going to hope everything pans out. And you can't tell me that this is going to be a good season for Big Ben. You guys are in jeopardy of having Mike Tomlin's worst season ever. Now, Marcus Farmer, it's your turn to rebuttal. You heard what these guys have said. I just don't See, think Tomlin's going to go out like that. Let me say that before he goes. I, I, I feel you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah Ricky, Ricky ain't think he was going to go out like that either. First, and, let me t- let me touch on the Tomlin thing. When Big Ben got hurt second week of the season, the year before last, we went eight and eight with a backup quarterback who shouldn't even be in the NFL. So let's start there. Mm-hmm. So we're, even with our worst team, worst foot forward, we went eight and eight. So let's start there. That's so your worst keep, offensive line, though. Keep but keep, 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 keep Mike Tomlin out your mouth. So let's start. Let's start there. <laughs> Second of all, if I told you last year that Big Ben threw for thirty three touchdowns and only ten interceptions with a ninety four quarterback rating, what would you say? 
So show me – if everybody, it's, so, it's such a hot take right now for everybody to say the Big Ben's on decline is going to be the worst quarterback in the NFL or worst quarterback in the division where Joe Burrow hasn't even completed a full season yet. <laughs> and don't get me wrong, everybody's a Super, super Bowl contender preseason, so that's cool. Let's, let's clap our hands. You got The Bengals' offensive line is, is probably as bad, if not bad, as the Pittsburgh Steelers. <laughs> and the three offensive linemen that we lost, probably the lowest grade offensive linemen in, in the division last year. So what did we really lose? Sometimes it's it's addition by subtraction. So yeah, we got so rid of Bill. Ours. So we got rid of Villanueva. He's with the Ravens, and we seen what he's doing in preseason. He might not even make the team. He's their starting right tackle right now. Good riddance. Thank God y'all have him. Mm-hmm. We lost Marquise Pouncey. That that one hurt, not necessarily for the performance, but for the experience and just being the captain on the O line. We replaced him with a young third rounder, Kendrick Green, who I think is going to be a star. People don't people are sleeping on right now. We replaced um uh God, we. We picked up um, Trey Turner, Pro Bowl guard. You know, saying he he was hurt last year, coming back. So you can't beat that. So you might call it patchwork, but we, we drafted Kevin Dotson. We we drafted um, Dan Moore. So we have some pieces on the O line that's going great. We we drafted, if not the best running back prospect in the last five years, it's Najee Harris, who can catch out the backfield as in between the tackles and a true three down back. So if if you're going to ask my opinion, who's big man, I will be remiss if I say he's the best, but he's no worse than the third quarterback in the division because right now Joe Burrow hasn't shown us anything. He hasn't even shown us he could play a full season yet. So let's pump the brakes before we start throwing Joe Burrow at the, yes, in, in, in the elite in the AFC North. Okay. Now, well, I, I never said elite. And, and listen, one, one point that I want to add, um, mm-hmm. one I like how you, you're definitely prepared. I like that. But one thing I want to add right. is patchwork offensive lines sometimes turn out to be the best offensive lines. The Hawks were a patchwork offensive line. Uh, the Great Wall of Dallas, that started off as a patchwork line. So it's like patchwork, hey. And, and I do like that center that y'all that y'all drafted because I have my eye on him because, as he'll know, <laughs> I pretty much just all I did for the draft was look at offensive linemen and linebackers. I didn't look at no other position. So, Good pickup. So, hey, real, AJ, real, real quick, this 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 question is for Kevin and Nick to kind of direct towards Mr. Farmer here. If the <laughs> if the Bengals went into the season with what the Steelers did on their offensive line, what would you think of what the Bengals did? Um, you know, I think both teams have concerns. Honestly, you look at it. Cleveland like has this god offensive line right now yeah. and then really the ravens have been dealing with their injury cincinnati did they do enough pittsburgh did they lose too much it's kind of though so to answer your question i mean i think both teams needed to do a little bit more on their offensive line i'm not saying that they're going to be worse than what they were in 2020 because honestly for cincinnati i just don't think that's possible and for pittsburgh you know, yes, losing Pouncey Villanueva, you know, with Villanueva being in Baltimore, you know, hopefully the scheme fit will be better for him. But at the end of the day, how is Pittsburgh going to be able to, you know, losing to Castro, losing Pouncey? Were those guys performing at a high level before they retired? I mean, they were on the downswing. So I don't know. If you, if like, if you flip flop Cincinnati's line with Pittsburgh's line right now and ask me who's the better team. I, I, I probably still think it's Pittsburgh just because of the weapons that they have and the provenness of Ben Roethlisberger. But that's not saying Joe Burrow can't take that leap because I think he will. But it might take him a few weeks to get into the to the full swing of an NFL season with his injury and in the time that he missed. And I think Cannon kind of hit on it, too. Like, And the very first thing that he said after Farmer went on his tangent is you cannot discredit Mike Tomlin, man. I, I would rather have Mike Tomlin – with the Steelers line than Zach Taylor with the Bengals line. Shit, me too. <laughs> yeah, that's not a that's not a hot take in saying that just because I wanted Mike, to fire. Mike Tomlin could do way less that you know, he could do way more with less. And Zach Taylor has weapons around him. Like that's a loaded offense. And they added Jamar Chase. You know, T. Higgins was good last year. They got some good big tight ends. But you need Mike Tomlin. You need Kevin Stefanski, you know, Harbaugh in Baltimore. Zach Taylor now kind of almost looks like the outlier coach, and that's that's what holds me from putting, you know, Bengals as, you know, a legit third in the wait, AFC wait, North. Wait, let me let me just clarify. I didn't say the Bengals would be a legit third. I just said Ben Roethlisberger would be the fourth quarterback in the division. I didn't say where the teams would finish, just in the quarterback ranking. That's all. 
I think that's fair. Yeah, I mean, I think you're still on board there I, because I okay. think I think Burrow bounces back this year. Uh, let me get this thing back on track, right? I, I, no, I'm loving the energy. I, I could have just sat there and let this thing roll. Kevin, got a question. Now, you alluded to the offensive changes that you guys made in the Ravens, but first-round draft pick receiver, he's hurt. Sammy Watkins, you know he's hurt, and he's hurt again. <laughs> Hollywood, Hollywood Brown has, has – yeah, yeah. So – are we really excited for this passing game to go to the next level? We are. We are. And well, I, I, won't, I will not sugarcoat things. The injury situation that Baltimore's had throughout training camp these first two, three weeks has been, it's been getting a bit crazy. It seems like every day there's at least one other person who limps off the field or goes in early. It, that, one, that's football. And two, I'd rather get him out of the way now. But mm. on the offense – you have Marquise Brown, who's doing side work. He has a hamstring. Miles Boykin has a hamstring. Bateman with his core muscle surgery. Deion Kane, who's kind of come on recently. He's been out with an undisclosed thing. And now Sammy Watkins isn't practicing with a thing that he has. So the Ravens are down. You know, they, I think at one point, and this still might be the case, they had 13 receivers on their roster just because they've had to sign guys because so many people have been hurt. So assuming everybody gets back, and healthy and let's say Bateman comes back in week four that's just a re- like you know around then I think I, I'm, I am excited about it the offensive line I think still has to gel because there have been guys hurt there too Kevin Zeitler just returned Ronnie Stanley coming back Bradley Bozeman's and dealing with some things but the way that people have viewed this for the last couple of seasons is that Lamar Jackson has not had the proper weapons to fully assess and as a quarterback mm-hmm. and I, mm-hmm. I point to what the bills did with josh allen do what the, they go out and they get him a true number one with stefan diggs mm-hmm. the cardinals go out and they get deandre hopkins to help kyla murray out so the ravens they don't necessarily get that true number one ish star but they add the pieces around him brown and mark andrews is there too and now with watkins and bateman hopefully when they get back i think this offense is going to open up greg roman's faced a lot of flack for his passing concepts mm-hmm. over this, especially over this past year. So I think he knows it's time. The Ravens also brought in two great coaches in T. Martin and Keith Williams. Mm. Keith Williams has worked with Devontae Adams, Tyreek Hill, Sammy Watkins himself, and he's done a lot of great things. And it just seems like there's an energy shift. So I think the Ravens aren't going to all of a sudden become this, you know, 50 pass offense, this air raid offense. They shouldn't be. Their rushing offense is historic, and it's going to probably stay that way for a pretty yeah. long time. But in order to win at the NFL level, you have to have a competent pass offense and a competent run offense. And right now, I think the Ravens are putting those pieces around Lamar Jackson so he can ascend. We've seen Des Bryant on Twitter go on a couple of little things where he said, look, Lamar Jackson has this potential to do this stuff, but the Ravens have to open up their offense. So I think this is finally going to happen this year. It might take a couple weeks again just because there have been so many guys out. There's been so much shuffling. But when it's all said and done at the end of the year – I think we can look back on it and be pretty surprised and pretty pleased with how the Ravens performed in the passing game this year. I'm glad you said that because you brought up, obviously you were talking about your guy, Lamar Jackson, and you also brought up Josh Allen. I'm glad you brought that up because he got paid. He did. Um, Nick, I know you, Nick, you know I'm coming to you, right? Oh, yeah. I'm ready for it. Mm-hmm. So, what, so how do we feel about Baker, Baker Mayfield? Yeah, so, you know, I, I'm from Cleveland, guys. So born here, raised here, lived here my whole life and followed this team since they, you know, returned in 99. Y- you got to pay Baker what he wants, you know, because – and I really would like to see this get done now. It's the because, smartest thing ever. Because the sooner – he's not getting any cheaper. And we know Baker from his time in Oklahoma is not a guy that's going to bet against himself. You know, he's going to bet on himself. He he wants to go out there and win the MVP and take a crack at the AFC and, and, and a crack at the Super Bowl, quite frankly, this season because he wants that big payday. And he wants – you know, maybe he's scoffing at what Josh Allen got paid because he thinks he could have a breakout year and get Pat Mahomes money. I don't know what's going through Baker's head. He is that kind of guy. He is definitely wired that way i surely wish that andrew barry and company would have proceeded with a little bit more urgency on the baker mayfield front just because i don't want it to be like a dac repeat situation where we're like are we gonna pay baker the first quarterback that we've had in this town and how long and and i don't want it to become a distraction kind of like what happened in dallas mm-hmm. that's exactly why i asked you that's exactly yep. why i asked you so speaking of quarterbacks let's keep this theme going How's Joe Bur- Burrow's recovery coming along, AJ? Joe Burrow pretty much is, I would say he's 90% back. 
what when when you have an ACL injury, once you get about nine to ten months out of surgery, your percentage of re-injury goes down immensely. And the very first seat, like the very first week of the season, puts him nine months away from surgery. And so I'm not worried about Joe Burrow at all. Like if like Joe Burrow mentally, he's attacked rehab. He's done all that. He's looked great in practice. Regardless of what you've heard, the reports that you've heard, Joe Burrow has looked great in practice. The days that he looked bad is the days that they were doing installs and they only had two, three plays. And he can't, Joe Burrow can't do what he normally does, what is here. Joe Burrow can't come up to the line and say, okay, they're putting this guy in the box or they're pressing here and they're shading this way and he checks out of it. So that, it, it, it made the defense look better because the defense knows what's coming. The defense knows, hey, we're running this, they're running this play, let's guard it. That now that we're getting closer to the season, Joe Burrow is able to come up to the line and do checks, the offense has been kicking the defense's ass. Jamar Chase, regardless of what they've been telling you, Jamar Chase has been kicking people's ass in practice now that him and Joe Burrow can look at each other, pick an option route, and, you know, they can run that. So our offense has gotten up to speed. Joe Mixon's healthy. T. Higgins, he's recovered from his hamstring that he was dealing with all last season while he put up that those great numbers. Joe Burrow's healthy. And regardless of what you say about our offensive line, someone mentioned it. I think it was you, Nick, that said addition by subtraction. We got rid of Bobby Hart. That was Marcus. Marcus. That, that, that was, was Farmer. Yeah, yeah, that, that that was Farmer. So, so regardless of what you say, we got rid of Bobby Hart and we replaced him with Riley Reef. So not only is Bobby Hart out of our lineup, we did make an upgrade with Riley Reef. So our <laughs> offensive line has gotten better just by doing that. I don't know if you guys have seen Bobby Hart, but he <laughs> should not have been starting in the NFL. Okay. So just that alone has made our offensive line better. And there's been competition. So even like I don't I don't I honestly don't care if our offensive line is a top ten offensive line in the NFL because quite honestly you don't need a top 10 offensive line to be competitive. You need a competent offensive line. You can't just let let free runners go. You can't you can't have you can't you can't have people who can't communicate. We need to be able to communicate, guard stunts, and that's what Bobby Hart failed at. Bobby Hart was letting stunts and free runners go all the time. That's all it is. So if we can be competent, give Joe Burrow some time and allow Joe Mixon to be Joe Mixon, I think our offense can be even with a top 20 offensive line, our offense can end up being a top 12 offense. All right. So we're going to start it off. We're going to end it like this. I'm, I'm sorry, y'all. The energy is so great right now. I don't want to end it, but we got to keep this thing moving. So we're going to go like this. Marcus Farmer, start off with your prediction, the record prediction. All right. Mind you, it's I don't one want, more game, bro. I don't, I don't want to be a, I don't want to be a homer, so I'm gonna be realistic. Just looking at the schedule, and we probably had the hardest schedule in the NFL this year. My brain says, my heart says ten and seven. My heart says nine and six. I just think that top half of the schedule. I think um, it's gonna be a couple losses in there. Pittsburgh always loses the one team that we kind of play down to the competition level. So. If Remember you want to ask my pick, <laughs> I'll, I'll I'll say ten and seven. But if you go nine and six, you know y'all not making the playoffs, right? Ah, we'll probably be a wild card team. You never know. AFC, AFC be not heavy. It'd be nine and eight. Nine and eight. You know, y'all know what I meant. I'm sorry. I mean, yeah, you know what I meant. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I think I think ten wins this year is going to get you a wild card. I think I don't see four C and nine. We never know. It all depends how I shot. To me, the ASC is top heavy. You got the Chiefs, you got the Bills, and then everything else is up for grabs, in my opinion. And that's just being real. I think the I think the Cleveland hype is a little premature right now. On paper, everything looks good on paper. I think Cleveland has an amazing roster, but until we see it all together, I need to see that defense. Yeah, like you know, everybody's giving Cleveland the Super Bowl before the first snaps ever been taken. So we'll see what happens. But I think ten wins will get us in a wild card, and anything can happen there. All right, Nick. They got you in the Super Bowl already, Nick. You ready? Yeah, I, I don't know about I don't know about Super Bowl guys. I think you know this team is. 
for the again, we, we talk about Baker being the first quarterback in, in forever, right? How about Kevin Stefanski? We finally have a well-coached team, and that was my biggest takeaway from from Jacksonville, where the Browns' third stringers were hanging in there with Jacksonville starters, was just because it doesn't matter who steps on the field, they're going to be well-coached. I think that's what I'm looking forward to the defense, too, now that they finally have some talent on that side of the football. They'll hopefully be able to string things together mid-slash-late season. JOK absolutely has balled out in camp after coming off the COVID list and then, you know, coming coming into the preseason as well. He played phenomenal in Jacksonville. So it's crazy how that dude fell to the second round. I'm going to go 12 and five. I know that's kind of a bolsterous take and a bolsterous position to take, but it's time for the Cleveland Browns. They, they wandered through the desert for 20 years of one and 31 and Hugh Jackson and Freddie kitchen. And, and it's time, you know, it's definitely time to, uh, for the Browns to make that next step. And that's winning 12 games and getting to the AFC championship berth this season. 30 years. Kev, I see your face. I see you. I see your face. <laughs> hey, and, you know, and, and I'm a little surprised because Nick, I have the Browns at 13 and four, so I'm Woo! I'm a little higher on them. But also, I have the Ravens at 13 and four. I have them both with the same record because they're both phenomenal teams, and I think it's going to be that two team race. You know, Baltimore in general, though, I think they addressed their needs, and, and obviously, so did Cleveland, and so did so many other teams, but. The way that Baltimore attacked this offseason, they saw what happened in Buffalo in the divisional round. They saw how bad that offensive line played. Lamar Jackson got a concussion in that game because his center couldn't snap the football properly. So they kind of reworked their offensive line. I still think, and I've said it before, it's going to take a few weeks, maybe a month or two to get everybody situated. But you have Lamar Jackson, former league MVP, unanimous MVP. He, he's going to, I think, ascend this year. People said he had a down year in 2020 compared to his MVP season. Absolutely he did because I don't think many people, if any, can continue to ascend from a season like that. You know, by the time Lamar Jackson's 30 years old, we're get, we, we'd be talking about him having 100 touchdowns and, and all this kind of stuff. So statistical regression was expected for me, but he was efficient in a lot of areas that I thought were key for him. Red zone completion percentage. He, he needs to work a bit on his deep ball. And he's been putting in works over the receivers. But with the defense they have, Justin Houston, I thought, was a huge, huge get for the Ravens. Just because they didn't really – they lost Matthew Judon. They lost Yannick Ngakwe. They, they needed some pass rushing help. I think the defense is going to be another top five unit this year. You, you have Marlon Humphrey in that secondary. Marcus Peters, too. That taunting penalty might get him a few times. But you know what? You'll take it with a Marcus Peters. So – I think this is a 13-4 and four team. Now, I know a lot of people have said this is a Super Bowl year for the Ravens. I personally don't see it that way. I expect. I, I think they can win the Super Bowl. Don't get me wrong. They have all the pieces. But if they don't, this is not a Super Bowl or bust year for them. I think it's AFC Championship or bust because that shows growth. You know, they won the division around Lamar Jackson gets that first playoff win. If they can get to the AFC Championship game at least this year, and, and if they can win the Super Bowl, then I'm sure they'll take it, obviously. But I think that at the end of the day, AFC Championship or bust is my prediction this year for the Ravens. I appreciate that. So, AJ, go ahead, wrap it up. I'm going to go ahead and wrap it up. I'm going to be quick. I'm going 7 and 10. Mm-hmm. Anything less than 7 and 10, Zach Taylor's not the coach. He's got to get fired. I've asked for Zach Taylor to get fired last year. We all know this. I'm not sold on Zach Taylor. At least Lou Anarumo's got to go. But anything less than seven wins, he's got to go, and we got to get on the market. And please bring Eric B. and me into the Bengals organization like he used to be as a player. <laughs> I think with where we're at now, Lou Anarumo has all of his players. If we're a you know a bottom five defensive team, Lou Anarumo's got to go. If uh, Joe Burrow's dropping back to throw 40 times a game. Zach Taylor's got to go because you're an offensive coach. This is the offense that you design. You have Joe Mixon. You talked about how Joe Mixon is, you know, a, a top five back in this league, how Joe Mixon can catch out of the backfield, how he runs between the tackles, runs outside of the tackles. If you don't allow him to assert himself as one of those top backs in the league and you're just sitting him back there, no, it's got to go. You have to create balance in this team. You have to allow this, like allow the weapons to really be who they are. So to me, the path to us getting seven, I think our, our window is between seven to nine wins. If we upset some people, we can get to nine wins. But I believe the minimum is seven. And our path to upset those teams are 
getting Joe Mixon 25-plus touches a game because now that's going to open up everything else because Joe Burrow is healthy. You replaced A.J. Green, who had 100 targets, with Jamar Chase, who looks healthy, who looks good, who has a rapport with Joe Mixon, I mean with Joe Burrow, and then you're bringing back a 100% healthy T. Higgins. T. Higgins was playing on a bad hamstring all season long, got 900 yards. Tyler, Bur- Tyler Boyd, who I've been calling for the longest, the best slot receiver in the league. Uh, Nick, I don't care about Jarvis Landry. Tyler Boyd is the best slot receiver in the league. Two back-to-back 1,000-yard seasons. He would have had it again last season if it wasn't for playing with Brandon Allen and Ryan Finley and then getting ejected in that Dolphins game, which was completely trash. But I think we have the best receiving core in the league, I mean, in the division. And Joe Burrow, I think, is going to be, you know, back to 100%. So I think right now, seven, seven wins is our, is our floor. So I, I think seven and 10 is where we're going to be. All right. But Hill, I know, I know we got to get out of here, but real quick, before we go, <laughs> I, I, I just want real quick, fellas, I want everybody to just give me breakout players from your team and I'll give you my breakout player from the division. I'll start off. Hopefully it's not yours. AJ Jackson, Carmen, Offensive tackle, Bengals. I think he has a breakout year. Farmer, you next. I'm going with the obvious pick. I think Najee Harris breaks a thousand yards this year, rookie of the year, candidate. And I think people are just going to be surprised at how well we utilize him this year. Okay. Nick. I don't know if this is a breakout candidate, guys. And really, there's two of them, but it's going to be Odell Beckham. You know, we after that trade, people were putting the Browns right in Super Bowl contention in 2019 with with you know Baker in a sophomore season and Freddie Kitchens as a guy where you could walk into your local CVS and find somebody that had managed more people. And you know, the, the, the expectations were that sky high, and Odell Beckham has never lived up to those expectations in Cleveland. Despite a thousand yard season, it didn't come with much success in the win column. It was a six win year. So I think if Odell is healthy and if he's engaged and locked in, and as he tells us, the media, you know, every day that he speaks, that he doesn't care about the touches and he doesn't care about the targets, and it's all about getting to that Super Bowl at this stage, then. The sky's the limit for this offense and for Baker to have a true number one, and that's going to be OBJ. Kevin? For me, it's a defensive tackle, Justin Metabuke. He's a second-year guy. Yes, of, I like Metabuke. Uh, yes, out of Texas A&M. And with Glaze Campbell, Brandon Williams, Derek Wolf, those guys are all over 30. I expect the Ravens to kind of scale those guys' snaps back a bit and put Matabuke in a role to succeed. Didn't, like, do anything special on the box score. 19 total tackles, one sack in 2020 but he was chasing down screens he was generating interior pressure he was stuffing the run in the preseason game against new orleans on saturday he had a forced fumble was in the backfield i mean this guy's gonna be a stud i think in 2021 he's he's been my breakout candidate for months so i'm i have to stick stay consistent and go with him aj joseph osai we grabbed joseph osai out of texas and if you just look at that very first preseason game all the reports that came out of training camp were true. He has a motor that never stops. He's relentless. He's going to get to the quarterback or he's going to get to the ball carrier. And I think him being able to be a rotational piece as a defensive end and the edge rusher is going to do a lot coming behind Trey Hendrickson and Sam Hubbard. And you put him on those passing sets where we are in a, you know, a five, two or a three, four, he might be, he might prove to be one of, you know, the, the top five pass rushers in this division. All right. So I see Cam, I see Cam, I see Cam, go ahead and plug your stuff. Let us know so, where they can find you, Cam. Yeah, yeah. So I am on I'm sorry. No, you're okay. I'm on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify again for the Locked On Ravens podcast, five days a week there on Twitter. My personal handle is at KOSTriker34. And I also write for USA Today's Ravens Wire there seven days a week. Nick? Yeah, definitely. You guys can follow me on Twitter at NickPadone12. And my podcast on the Big Play Network is Padone My Take. So you can check it out for a lot of Cleveland-based sports talk. Absolutely. Right. Marcus, let them know where they can find you. Hey, man, this has been so fun. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at math D-U-D-A underscore M-A-F. Have fun, man. George, all guys, man. 
funny thing about it is, man, the energy was unmatched. This is my, this might have yeah. been the best one. This, this might have been the best one. This is definitely might've the best been. round table that we have done, fellas. So, so, so we. So we might have to do a part two. Yeah. We might oh, have absolutely. Do a part two. absolutely. 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 We can do a mid-season check-in. Let me know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's a great idea. A mid-season check-in. Check y'all yep. temperature. Let's see if these predictions <laughs> is gonna be good. But I I appreciate y'all fellas. Um we're gonna move on. All right, yeah. so uh, thank you all for joining. Um I'm gonna reach out to all three of you. You know, like I said, we're gonna do some more. We're gonna we're going to do some pregame prep uh, later on in the season, but I thank you all. And, you know, next time um, it's going to be fun. I appreciate you. So take care. For sure. Absolutely. Thanks so much. Thank you guys. All right. Like I said, our guys have been in the backstage. AFC North. No, 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 no. AFC. Perfect. That was the AFC North. We're about to do the AFC East. They've been in the backstage. They've been watching. They got a lot to live up to. That was a good energy right there. So they got to bring that Facts. same energy. We're about to throw the intro on, and we're going to bring these guys on. Let's get it. Adrian, El Presidente, Eddie Kane University, Hill on Hill, regardless of you, Buchanan, Bethel High School, by way of Three Man Weave, LLC. Michelle, producer, You can catch this wave from the Marlins to the Mariners. Doing things you can't believe. It's the Three Man Weave. All right, who we introducing first? Um, we gonna go out. We, well, we gotta go with the division leader, division with division winner, our guy. We gonna bring in Lou first. Lou, yo, Bills Mafia in the house, baby. What's up, Lou? What's, go, what's, <laughs> what's going on, Lou? What's going on? You good? You ready? You ready for that fantasy this year? I'm ready, man. Defending champ in another league. I'm coming back, baby. I'm coming back for three man Eve title this year. <laughs> uh, all right, Lou. Right. 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 What, what pick? What uh, pick are you in BLTB? Uh, twelve. But it's I like guess, I when guess you get the back to back picks, you always get great position in every single <laughs> draft in every single league. What are you doing, Lou? Yeah, well, last year in best of the best, I was two. I took Saquon. I got nothing out of him, and I yeah, still won the chip. Yeah, but you still was able to two put you in a good position. Right. You did. You had great draft after that, so definitely, yeah. I commend you. You're a great fantasy player, Lou. Thank you, Lou. man. I appreciate yeah. that. Thank you. And speaking of fantasy, we got the there's no crying in fantasy coming on right after we're finished with this. So let's get this going. We're gonna bring in the Miami Miami Dolphins representative, Edwin. What's up? What's up? What's uh, going on? What's going on, brother? Going you on? all right? Not much. Chilling, 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 man. Coming for that crown this season. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. I was waiting for some smoke. I'm like, I'm waiting for some smoke. He a little, little laid back. We get, we get Josh Allen the fuck out of here. <laughs> <laughs> bring it. Bring it. Bring it. Right Let's here, baby. Go. Let's go. And we got, the New, we got the New York Jets representative, our guy, Dane Johnson. What's going What's on, y'all? What up? What up? What's good, Dang? Yo. What's going on hey, with you? you guys fighting? I'm good. I'm chilling. Just watch this dreadful jet season. <laughs> <laughs> I know they're going to win like about four games, but I watched the preseason game on um, Saturday night when they played the Giants, and they look pretty decent on defense, but I don't want to judge off preseason. I got to wait till the real games begin. Facts. All right. We're still waiting on that guy, Fitz, uh, from JDF Sports. Uh, he's uh, running a little bit late. He's going to be representing the Patriots, but once he gets in, we're gonna bring it right in, but still in. We're gonna go. We're gonna start off with you, Lou. You know, division right. division winner. Y'all definitely Super Bowl contenders. Let's speak on your off season and what you think about the upcoming season. Yeah, man. I mean, they're finally fucking good, which is which is amazing to me. So um, the off season was pretty good. We re-signed a lot of our guys, which was huge. Guys re-signed before the free agency period even started because they wanted to stay. So. I thought we were going to lose Matt Milano. I thought we were going to lose a few guys, but they all seemed to stay. That We didn't bring in too many big free agents because we didn't have a ton of money. But like I said, we brought our guys back. Our draft, we, we went for pass rush. We got uh, Greg Russo from Miami and Boogie Basham, mm -hmm. two guys that can get after the pass, and that's what we need. We need to get after Mahomes. I'm not even worried about the division. I'm worried about Mahomes. So, yeah, you know, we, we, we look good. I mean – what, what can you say after last year with Diggs and, and Allen? It was unbelievable. So hopefully they can they can keep it going this year. You know. Now he said, 
I ain't worried about the division. <laughs> I'm yeah, worried we- about my home. Now, my guy Edwin said we coming for Josh Allen ass immediately. Mm-hmm. So, Edwin, go ahead and speak on mm-hmm. your Dolphins. Yeah, last year, uh, facing them Bills weren't weren't good. Those two games, <laughs> I, was, I was pretty upset about those games. But uh, I feel like the Dolphins will be better this year. We made some good picks in the draft. We got Jalen Waddle, speed receiver. It's going to be the third receiver for us with uh, Will Fuller. Uh, he'll miss the first game. Then Devontae, hopefully he stays healthy. Should be better there. But then yeah. we got Javon Holland, who probably play some nickel, might play some corner. He'll probably share it with McCordy. Um And then my boy Tui, you know, he's going to step up this year. He showed a little flash in the preseason against, you know, the Bears. You know, even though they're bringing the heat. <laughs> like damn they're gonna blitz every time Come every on, time bro. like like why hey but, uh, put they, your they, boy they, in they the, put your boy to the test man yeah he made one good pass you know mike chizeski and stuff should have scored more than just six in his first three drives but we, we did all right we did all right so it's uh so it's all about this showing what we can do this year because uh patriots are right behind us and a little scared of them because they, they're a sneaky team. And yeah. the Jets, I ain't worried about them. So. <laughs> but the Bills, what? though, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll, say, I'll say the biggest competition, I think, is going to be Miami for, for us. I don't think New England's very good. And the Jets, like you say, you don't have to worry about. But I think Miami's going to be tough. Now, are y'all only talking about the Patriots because he's not here yet? They got, oh, Cam not, New- uh, they got Cam Newton. Come on, he can't even throw five yards. Can I just step in and like and 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 cape for Cam Newton for a second? Right. Go ahead. Go ahead. What was the what was the what was the Patriots record before Cam Newton went out with COVID? Was I believe they were three and one, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, they were three and, and one. Yeah. And he had the most, and, and and that Seattle game, he had the most passing yards he's had since his rookie year when he came out firing. One of the one of one of the symptoms of COVID is brain fog, just like Zeke wasn't one, like one hundred percent Zeke when he came back from COVID. I don't think Cam was one hundred percent Cam when he came back from COVID. So y'all can talk like Cam ain't shit, but be careful. If, if Cam, if, if Cam is, if, if Cam is Cam, so if Cam is eighty, if Cam is eighty percent of Cam, gets here, pretty much. Fitz oh, is he's, here. He's here. Oh, so Fitz matter of fact, Fitz is here. Hold on, <laughs> wait a minute. Oh. Hey, hey, <laughs> Fitz, hey, go. Hey, yo, hey, yo, he got the jersey. Hey, yo, yo. <laughs> <laughs> what? No, what? Fitz, introduce yourself, sir. I am Fitz, uh, owner of JDF Sports, host of Fitz Lounge and Fantasy Egos on JDF Sports. And I am very, very thrilled to be here. Honored to be joined by three of my favorite guys and three guys I got to get to know. Um, so I, I appreciate you guys having me on. I'm ready to talk some football, some fantasy, some Patriots, some Cowboys, whatever you guys want to chop it up about. All right, well, let's get it. Well, Dane, you were just at the preseason game. So what do you really think about the Jets' upcoming season? Um, first of all, I'm glad we got a new coach, um, Robert Sala. He looks like, you know, a leader of men, like something Adam Gaze wasn't. Mm-hmm. Um, the defense came out firing, and um, I just like the I like his energy with the team. The team is not going to go nowhere. I just want to see improvements with the team. I, I know they're not going to be a playoff team, obviously, but I just want to see like improvements on every aspect. Um, they change it from a three-four to a four-three defense. I like what Quinn and Williams said um, earlier, talking about um, he was he wants to um, try the four-three and he wants to um, stride in it. And also, he's changed his stance, mm-hmm. so um, I like I like what he's talking about, and I just like I just like the way the team played. I know the preseason you can't just judge it one hundred percent, but um, Robert Sala changing the culture with the Jets, mm-hmm. which Adam Gaze didn't do. Um, he's That's supposed to big. be an offensive, ge- yeah, he's supposed to be an offensive genius, and the team is just all over the place. So um, I know this is going to be a defensive team first. I don't mm-hmm. expect um, Zach Wilson, you know, to you know make a big leap. You know, he's he's twenty one years old. You can't ask a twenty one year old um, quarterback just to Throwing into the fire and just makes magical happen, magical things happen. So I know it's going to be some learning curves, but I just want to see improvements with the Jets. You know, be competitive in games. You know, maybe an upset here or there. Mm-hmm. But I just want—I don't want them getting blown out. You know, a lot like yeah. they did under Gase. Yeah. I so it's just a—it's just a learning. You know, where where they can improve on basically this season. Now, Fitz. Yo. Seemed like the Bills that came took over the division and they don't feel like giving it back. 
Mm-mm. No, we ain't giving it back. As you hear, so let's talk about it. What are, what are the Patriots going to do this year? So the Patriots, I think that they are obviously going to improve on what they did last year. And when I joined, I heard my boy AJ talking about Cam Newton. I think that that's a, a big piece there. And everyone's focused on Mac right now. He looked very good in the preseason. He was sharp, had good pocket presence. I totally get it. But I need to give my guy Cam a little bit more time. I mean, this dude joined in. We talked about it before. He joined in late last year. He, he missed time because of COVID. He had zero weapons. The offensive line was depleted. He joined a system that he's never played in before. He got thrown into a shit system. Mm-hmm. And it was a tough adjustment for him, so it took some time. He's got some weapons. I think Janu is going to be an absolute monster. I love the, the, the running back by committee approach that we're going to go, which we do every single year, but I'm a big fan of Damian Harris. Um, I think that they're going to give Sony Michelle another chance. Hunter Henry is exactly that Rob Gronkowski type, strong blocker. blocker. The red zone attack of the Patriots is going to be insane. You got Hunter Henry, John Newt Smith, two tight end set. You got Damian Harris or Sonny Michelle in the backfield. You got big body Cam Newton who can run it in or throw it. Mm-hmm. You got either Nikhil Harry who's a big body wide receiver. You got um, – oh, okay. All right, Eric. I get it. <laughs> I just did this for Hill. I just want to smile I, I was going to shoot you some bail. I was going to shoot you some bail. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, they're going to have a strong uh, red zone attack. And their defense is always strong. That's Bill Belichick's. Ben, don't break. You can score as many, you can put up as many yards as you want. You don't score as many points on them. They got Stefan Gilmore. I hope they can get him into the contract that he's looking for, or at least get some sort of agreement so he plays happy the rest of the season. You got JC Jackson last year. Very, very good um, cornerback. I love Kyle Duggar. Wait, wait, wait. This guy, you got this guy? This guy, JC Jackson, burnt by Stefan Diggs. We do. Remember that? I do. I do remember that. Um, <laughs> and so, you know, they, they've got a good secondary. They've have a they have a better front seven, hoping that they can stop the run a little bit more this year. My expectation for the Patriots is that they're going to be battling for the AFC East. And I do think that the Buffalo Bills are the better team right now, but I would not sleep on the Patriots. It's been one year. They've still got Bill Belichick. They've got a much better roster this year. They know what it's like to win the division. I, I do think that Josh Allen could win an MVP this year. I think the Buffalo Bills could go out strong, but I also do will not sleep on the New England Patriots this year, especially with a revamped team. They've spent some money. They drafted well. They're in a good spot, and they have a tough schedule. I mean, opening up, they have a, they have a, a soft schedule, but towards the end, they've got a very, very strong schedule. So they need to win in September and October to really make a push. So we'll be talking about a much different team in October and see what the expectation is for New England. All and right. Cam looked good against Washington. So I, I agree with AJ and Fitz. The, the brain fog is definitely a symptom of COVID. Uh, quarterback is a cerebral position. It's where your brain has to be the most working out of the football field. A lot of other positions are read and react. This is you actually got to think it, visualize it, see it. So it's it's a lot different. So I, I truly feel like Cam is going to be a lot better this year. I don't think Cam had brain fog. I think he has arm fog. I can't throw the ball anymore. He can't throw the ball anymore. Yeah, it looked it like is. he could throw it last week. Yeah, that's all I'm saying. <laughs> it's cute to say, man, but I, I don't know. Uh, I'll give Cam a chance. You know, in a real, real offseason, you know, last year was just a weird year. So um, to see, because Cam's not a, a scrub. He could play. Mm-hmm. Just that he was in a new system last year. He'd never been in before. You know, COVID, he got dumped into the fire. Mm-hmm. Nikhil Harry can't play. Why mm-hmm. don't one blame him? He's trash. Yeah. Fast. So, uh, so um, I don't know why he's still in the league, to be honest mm-hmm. with you. But that's a different story for another day. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, I'm not I'm not a huge Cam fan, but I think he'll have a better season this year. I agree with that. You know, it's funny that everybody's talking about Cam. You know, it's quarterback. I know it's polarizing. I understand that. But, Edwin, you're, you're chilling a little too hard now. <laughs> you're chilling a little. You got two or two has questions. Mm-hmm. What what Tua what are questions. we what are we going to see from two of this up this up, this season? Uh, an, an injury guarantee. You heard it here first. Oh. <laughs> and I don't even I'm not even trying to put that on your team, but that's just nah. what the that's just what the history books is telling me, man. Nah, Cam got a history, uh, but that's my favorite player. But uh, nah, Tua got some weapons out there, man. Aside from running back, he ain't got really nobody back in the backfield. But he got some receivers he can throw it to. I feel like they're gonna speed up the offense. They're gonna start catching the rhythm. They might run some no huddle. They might be like, all right, Jalen Waddle, you got a mismatch out here and stuff. Devontae, 
when he's really on his stuff, he, he can really be killing these number one corners out here. Like, don't get confused. Like, the year before when he had Fitzpatrick, he was going up there snatching balls and Will Fuller, he's going to stretch the field and Mike Chesetsky through the middle. Like, he got somebody to throw it to. It's not like he he's throwing it to himself. Like, he ain't throwing the Mac Collins all day. Gasecki, like, Coach K now. <laughs> yeah, like, Mike Mike going to get to get to the Pro Bowl this year. I guarantee that this year. He's going to be a standout tight end and stuff. No, I like Gasecki. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. That's cool. You name all the weapons. You no, name everybody else. He did say to him. Yeah, but, I, yeah, but, break, but what is he really going to do that's going to improve other than the weapons? Can he get it there? Can he move in the pocket? Is he fully healthy from the hip injury? Has he, has he helped his accuracy? Because he was supposed to have been the left-handed Drew Brees. I'm understanding. Like he has a lot of questions that need to be answered. Yeah, he's he's gonna move the pocket. I, I think the Dolphins ain't gonna show much in preseason. Of course, like, he might he he might show like he might have some like little turnovers here and there and stuff. It depends on who playing. We got the Falcons next, and they they trash. So we ain't worried about them. <laughs> so um, they gonna blow it regardless. This preseason regular season, they gonna blow the lead in the second half. So whatever. But. Uh, <laughs> but uh, but but two is gonna step up in certain games and stuff. Like if you remember last year when he played against the the Chiefs, they were down thirty to thirteen, and he almost brought them back to win the game and stuff. So it's not like like he can't do it. Like and he had no receivers that game. Like I can't even name my top receiver. Mac Collins was the only guy <laughs> throwing it to the running back and stuff what? like Devonte Parker. What about him? He was out. He was out that oh, game. We missed. Okay. And then Mike Chizeski, he got hurt. He hurt his shoulder in that same game. <laughs> hey, for the touchdown. <laughs> I, I, I was on the say, field, man. man. <laughs> <laughs> so, Lou, I got a question. I got a question. What's up? I know you're, you know, you're a diehard Bills fan. You're very tactical. You, you know, you know every aspect about your team. So, who's going to be the deep threat now that John Brown is gone? I mean, Diggs could be the deep threat. Um... Gabriel Davis showed a lot last year. He can get deep. I mean, he, that guy catches everything. Um, Diggs could be the deep threat. I mean, they could they could use him more as a, as a deep guy. Again, Beasley's the guy over the middle. He's going to get the catches that you need. Um, that's really where they are. Again, I don't I don't mind them not going deep because all they, you throw to Diggs, he's wide open every time. You don't have to hit the deep ball all the time. John Brown missed a lot of time last year. Yes, he did. He missed a lot of time. I, I love John J- Brown. JQ Brown. John Questionable Brown. Yeah. <laughs> Every week he, he was hurting. <laughs> or he didn't play. But, yeah, I mean, I, you, you could put Diggs in as the deep guy. Uh, he's got a knee thing. He's got a little knee right now, which they say they're not worrying about. But it's he hasn't been practicing, so I'm a little nervous about that. They say he should be fine. But, again, watch out for Gabriel Davis this year. He A lot of people saw him last year, and they saw that he was pretty good. Um, he can get deep. He, he gets open. So, We'll see you from there. But as a straight deep threat, Isaiah McKenzie, he's what about more Sanders. Sanders, can he get deep at this part of his career? I guess he. I guess he could be the deep guy. Also, um, they don't. They don't do a lot of a lot of deep passes anymore. It was again. It was a lot. Allen was very accurate last year, so he mm-hmm. hit the passes over the middle. He hit the sideline passes. It wasn't like they were just you know throwing bombs because he's got a rifle for an arm. So. I'm not worried about the speed guy so much, but like I said, Davis can be that guy also. And again, Sanders, Sanders will, will give you that deep ball here and there. So, all right. So, Dane, yo, thoughts on Zach Wilson and what he will accomplish in New York? I mean, it's not that much you could do better than who we had the last couple <laughs> of years. But I like um I actually like Sam Darnold. I didn't want them to get in, but there's nothing they could do about it. But Zach Wilson, he played like a soft um competition when he's at BYU. So he's coming to the Mecca now. He's coming to New York City. So it's good the fans are gonna be rough on you. But um he made some nice throws in the preseason game, but he, he kind of plays a little bit like Johnny Menzel. Think about it. He has the height, he runs around in circles, makes things happen. So I don't expect him to be a guy like you know, that's gonna go down, throw the ball down the field. We don't have a real number one receiver. I mean, I like that they picked up um, Corey Davis in the offseason, but they still don't have a true number one. The Jets really haven't had one in a while. So um, I expect I expect them to make mistakes. I know that's what rookies do. He's going to play the Patriots twice. You know, Belichick is successful against rookie quarterbacks in his mm-hmm. career. Like, if you look at his uh, record, he does really well. So I know he's going to struggle against the Pats. 
But um, I just think he's just gonna he's gonna learn. Like I just making mistakes now. I rather <laughs> I rather rookie I rather rookie quarterbacks start early than wait. You know, like what they like the, what the Bears are doing with uh, Justin Fields. I rather just start him. If you, the quarterback is the only position in the football where they have to wait. Like if you draft a quarterback that high, start them right away. So start Zach Wilson. You know he's gonna make mistakes. He's, he's, he's the Jets are not expected to go anywhere. So so I if that guess, yeah. so if so if that being said, Fitz, why not start Mac Jones? Listen, hey, I want whoever's gonna give us the best opportunity to win, and that's my best Bill Belichick impression right there. <laughs> um, I mean, I would I wouldn't hate Mac, but I honestly I, I Cam's work ethic, the way he's he's approached this season, the way he's held himself, I, I really hope that he gets his chance. And 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 that's that's not like a, a consensus here in New England. A lot of people give me hate for that. Mm-hmm. I, I've got that's friends nice. that are like, let's get rid of Cam and let's just start. Mm-hmm. Listen, let Mac sit back and learn. Let Max sit back and learn. I, I agree with what with what, what DJ saying here, but at the same time, if you have an opportunity for a quarterback to sit, I mean, look at look at Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers was forced to sit for a while. He worked. He waited his chance. He came out, and, and he's done nothing but ball out. Tom Brady didn't start. Obviously, he was a later pick. But some of these more successful quarterbacks, they did sit back and they did have an opportunity. And Patrick Mahomes, he sat behind Alex Alex Smith. If you draft a quarterback and you have no better option, absolutely like. The situation in Chicago, you need to start Justin Fields. I don't know why they're so high on Eddie Dalton. AJ, I don't know what you did to them over there. They've got nothing but commit to him. It's the beard, man. Andy Dalton got a beard now. I love love Andy Dalton. That played a boy that got us in the playoffs four years ago. Oh, that was the greatest Uh, thing I ever saw in my life. Thank you. Buffalo has has so much love for Andy Dalton. Yeah, they do. crazy. I donated seventeen dollars to his to his foundation. <laughs> it, was se- it was seventeen years that we hadn't made the playoffs, and Bill's mafia got together and donated. Everybody donated seventeen dollars, mm-hmm. and they made like a million dollars for him. Yeah, it was, it, was, it, was the mo- it was the most money ever donated to Andy Dalton's foundation. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure it was. <laughs> oh man, that's a fun Can't fact. It. Didn't know that, man. Can't yeah. it go ahead. You know, you, you know, this is your time. Oh yeah, so um. All right, fellas. So, you know, what I like to do is I like to ask everybody, you know, what breakout player from your team do you think is going to lead the way this year? And I will start. um, And my breakout player is from your team, Lou. So I hope it isn't your guy, you know, but if it is, oh, well. (laughs) Um, but it's Jack Anderson. Um, like I said, I, I I spent a lot of time, uh, just doing offensive line research this, this past year and linebacker research. And I like that pick first round. So it was like, you know, like they said, um, you need Wait, that offensive you- line to go deep into the playoffs. So it's like, uh, you address the offensive line. I feel like he's a talented guy. I like what he did in college. And I'm expecting a breakout season from him. So wait, who was that? You said my guy? Yeah, isn't that your guy? Jack who? Anderson, Texas who the Tech. Hell, who the hell's Jack Anderson? He ain't on my team. No. no. Jack Anderson, y'all didn't draft him? No. No. I thought Bill drafted Jack Anderson. I don't even know who that is. Texas Tech O lineman. No, we drafted Greg uh, Russo in the first round. Okay. My fault. Yeah, I don't, I don't know who Jack Anderson is. Sorry. Let me do. Let me do my research. Let me make sure. <laughs> later pick. But, but yeah, he later does play for the Bills. Yeah. See. It, Jack it is a Jack Anderson. Is Jack see, Anderson. Yeah, come uh, on, Luke. He's a guard. He's he, a guard. Oh my he, was, but my he, he wasn't the first round pick. He was the seventh round pick. Oh. Yeah. Oh, maybe, maybe, maybe that's yeah, why. Seventh I don't round. Know. Yeah. That's maybe, why. Yeah. They don't yeah, show he, those on TV. They don't cares about the seventh. Did I say first round pick? Nah. Yeah. You. You said first round. That's why you probably go why he got confused. It's oh, my round. fault. Yeah, my fault. Yeah. I don't even think he's going to make the team. I never heard of him. He doesn't well, nah, he bought in college. He bought he in college. Even, I think he's going to make the team. And if he don't make y'all team, I think he's going to make a team and he's going to be a problem. What? Well, go ahead and give your breakout. He doesn't even have a picture play. on Wikipedia. They don't have a picture of him. So. <laughs> give your, no, give no. your breakout player, Lou. But look, uh, uh, that's why. I'm Listen, I'm telling you, I studied the offensive line last year. Watch. Okay. All Watch. right. I'm going to go uh, A.J. Epinesa, the defensive end they drafted last year during the second round. He um, he's, showing, he's showing a lot in camp. I think he's ready to step up. Uh, again, that's what we need to pass for us, so hopefully he's the guy that will step up this year. 
That's my pick. Edwin, Dolphins. I hope my boy Javon Holland starts. He's going to be breakout because uh, in these practices, he got four picks against that Bears, you know, last week. So I'm hoping he starts, put put him out there, you know, with Xavier and Howard Byron Jones, Eric Rowe, and uh, hopefully Jalen Phillips starts too. But I don't know. They, they don't never do too good with the linemen or the linebackers for some reason, except for uh, uh, our middle linebacker. Oh, man, I forgot what his name was. Baker, Jerome Baker. Yeah, so if Javon Holland starts, we'll be good in things. Young right. corner. I mean, young yeah, but, safety. But who was who he getting the picks against, though? Was the picks against Tua? No, no, no. <laughs> Wait a minute, was it? I think so. No, no, he was getting, he was getting picks against the Bears defense. And the four pick, he got four picks against the Bears defense? Four, yeah, he got four picks in different in, uh, okay. practice. Okay, well, that's, yeah. that, that's a little impressive then. All right, I'm yeah, keep two, an eye on him. It might have been. You know what? It might have been. Hey, Dave, it's... your breakout player for the Jets. <laughs> Quentin Williams. All right. I, yeah, that, that, he's going to be the breakout. He better be the breakout player because he's, he's been talking that he um, wants to play in um, Salah's scheme, the 4-3. So he said he, he wants to thrive in it. So he had seven sacks last season. I expect him to get like 10 this year. True DNs can always thrive in a 4-3. I don't know why they try to put him in a 3-4. Like, yeah. I believe he's going to thrive in this. I think he's going to thrive in it, too. I think he's going to get, like, double-digit sacks. He's going to get, like, 10 sacks this year. He had, he had seven last year. Yeah, so 10 is not even far-fetched. I think he's going to get it. I think he's going to be the breakout player. All right, Fitz. Pat, Patriots, breakout I, player. I got a toss-up between two of them. I got Kyle Duggar mm-hmm. and I got Josh Uchi. Ooh, I like Uche. Josh Uche, um, I think he he was second in tackles in that preseason game. This dude was all over the place. Pass rush, run stops. Uh, He was all over Washington's offense, especially when he played most in the second half. I think he finished with like nine tackles, um, you know, for playing only only like two and a half quarters. Um, And then Kyle Duggar, I think this dude is going to come in and fill that Patrick Chung role. I think he's going to take a lot of pressure off Devin McCourty. He finished off the season strong last year. He's big body. They're loving him. You can line him up against a tight end for some coverage. You can put him at linebacker if you need to get something to to sack the box, and he could drop back into coverage. They loved him last year. I think he was the Senior Bowl MVP. Sure was. Um, Yes, sir. And I, I... did he play? What, what school did he go to? Lenoin? Yeah, it's some, Lenore it's Ryan. some division. Lenore yeah. Ryan. Lenore Ryan, yeah. So, I mean, those Bill finds these these diamonds in a rough, and, and you guys know how it goes after that. I know that Hill doesn't want to admit that, that Bill knows how to draft pro bowlers, but he does. He damn sure don't know how to draft wide receivers. That is a fact. <laughs> that is a fact. <laughs> All right, let's go. Um, let's go ahead and wrap it up with the um, team predictions, record predictions. Let's go ahead and start with the Patriots. Let's get it going. Um, so I'll be honest, I haven't sat down and actually looked at the schedule to give a legitimate number, but I wouldn't be surprised if they win 10 or 11 games this year. All right. Dang. Y'all getting the first pick again this year? <laughs> <laughs> Looks like it's going to be top five. No more than – I looked at the schedule. No more than four wins. Wow. Maybe four. The only teams I can see them beating is maybe the Dolphins at home. Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> no, sir. The Dolphins no, at home. No, book no, it, no. book it. They, no, they're probably losing the Miami. Patriots. They're y'all probably not. Nah, the Belichick does good against rookie quarterbacks. They're getting, they lose next nah, season series. Work, they're gonna um, beat the Texans. Everybody's gonna beat the Texans. Everybody. And um, maybe, maybe they might Everybody. win a game. Maybe against the Broncos. Maybe, maybe, maybe. But other than that, they're gonna lose. They're gonna be like three and four, um, fourteen. Yeah, right. Three wins. Edwin. All right, just for that, the Jets gonna lose every game. <laughs> <laughs> um. Nah, I see us getting in the playoffs. We'll be 11-6 and stuff. We're going to have a tough October-November schedule, but then it, once it gets into the colder weather, oh, it starts gets easier. We got the easiest schedule after that and stuff. I think, who do we, what division do we play this year? I think we play the AFC North. I think we play, do we play that? I know, nah. I know, if we, no, we don't play the AFC North. I think yeah, you don't want that one. <laughs> I was about to say no. AJ looking ready. No. Oh, nah, we don't play this. Nah, we don't. Nah, nah. Cause we I know. The Bengals. We would be shitting me. Jaylen, Jaylen <laughs> and then we take y'all to overtime last year with a backup. 
Stay focused. Sorry, <laughs> what, what I'm, I'm, sorry, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I know. <laughs> nah, man. No, sir. Nah, 11 to 6, though. And uh, we're going to win our first round game, then second round, then go to Super Bowl. That's how it goes, right? Let's go. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah, you know. Yeah, talk crazy. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I will say, though, Flores is from that Belichick tree, so I don't think they'll be letting rookie quarterbacks slide either. Dang. Oh, all right. right. All right no, nah, but I no, I still I, I just I have a feeling they're gonna split the season series. But go ahead. I nah, look. No. Before oh, you go I, now, before you go now, y'all know y'all Super Bowl or bust. I do not care about what you about to say about your record. Y'all, <laughs> nah, y'all are Super Bowl or bust. Y'all are Super Bowl contenders. A hundred percent. I'm gonna go lucky 13, 13 and four. Uh-huh. Um, I definitely seen us going to the Super Bowl. I, I see a Bills Ravens AFC Championship game, and then we'll take that Aaron Rodgers in the Super Bowl. And we'll finally get that Super Bowl victory. Aaron Rodgers, man. What happens to the Chiefs? They're going to lose in the second round? They're going to choke in the Chiefs ain't going nowhere. Baltimore's going to take out the Chiefs, and then we're going to take out Baltimore. Let's go. I love it. Why Aaron Rodgers? No way. We can debate debate that later. Yeah, we don't need to. We don't have to worry about that. Are Are you coming Saturday, Lou, or no? I'm not going to be there, no. All right. I'll probably see you on FaceTime or something Saturday. Yeah, Every, definitely. Everybody, introduce, reintroduce yourself. Uh, Shouts out all your affiliations. Uh, start off with Lou. I got nothing. I got this phone. I got a cell phone. That's about it. <laughs> <laughs> I, got no, I got no podcast. I have Instagram, Facebook, nonsense, and no, nothing, a, nothing to shout out. It's all good. Bills Mafia, baby. <laughs> That's right, the, baby. Edwin, let's go ahead. Yeah, check me out on the Best Kept Secret podcast. You can check it out on my devs in the building, face or uh, IG page and Facebook page. You can check me on iTunes, dubs in the building. I got music on there and stuff. Uh, Beast Within, clothing, uh, beastwithin.online. Try to think what else. Yeah, uh, that's, that's basically it. So, you know, the hustle never sleeps. That's <laughs> right. That's right. Dang. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter on DJ The Greatest. That's All, my right. Hand. All right, DJ the greatest. That's the easy Fit. one, right? And there. then the the the, the, um, the E and thus was with a three instead of the E, actual E. So, oh, yeah, you need to say that. Yeah, you also fancy. We would have never found you. <laughs> yeah, well, oh, yeah. <laughs> everything else is so with an E. We'd have been following some little kid in <laughs> India. That's all right, Fitz. Let's go. Um, before anyone follows anybody, make sure everyone's tuning in to Three Man Weave and Rocket with these guys. They put together excellent content. So that's that's a first and, and, and foremost. But no doubt. I, follow us on JDF Sports. You can check us out on Instagram, on Twitter, on YouTube, on Facebook, on TikTok. You can subscribe to our podcast on SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, TuneIn, Stitcher. Anywhere you get a podcast, to search for JDF Sports. Um, and make sure you guys are checking out all of our great shows. Those guys do a fantastic job. Great content all the time. Right after Three Man Weave and these wonderful gentlemen in front of me, make sure you follow JDS Sports. Appreciate it. Now, that was good. We had the AFC North. We had the AFC East tonight. It's episode 118. I want to thank everybody that joined us tonight. But don't go too far. There's no crying in fantasy coming right up next. Like you said, I'm Hill. That's AJ Cannon. What you got to say, AJ? I just said, hey, don't be bitches and crying during fantasy season. (laughs) Gang, gang. (laughs) Uh, I want to send a personal shout out to all you fellas. Um, Fitz, you always show love. Uh, Lou, first time on the show. Glad to have you here, Edwin and Dame. Um, you know, we're a podcast of the people. You know, whenever we can do it, we'll make it happen. So we appreciate the love, and y'all are welcome anytime. And we have awesome. Thanks for having me. You know it. Peace. I appreciate you fellas. We are off air. Loved you. Thank you so much. All right, All thanks right. for having me. Yeah, thanks for having me. It was fun, man. All awesome. Right. No doubt.